Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Welcome back to Hour 2 of the Full Court Press, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan and 106.9thefan.com. Eric France and LJ Salveson here on the Full Court Press. Thanks for joining us, however, where are we doing so. For those just hopping into their car and getting back from work, hope your workday was great. Enjoy the long weekend that is ahead of you, in which we will as well. We will not have a show on Monday to celebrate. Is it to celebrate Labor Day or honor? I mean, what what's the key? What's the uh, correct phrase? To celebrate Labor Day? <laughs> let's celebrate labor. Yeah, right? Okay, so that no. doesn't make sense. What is it? <laughs> to honor laborers? To, uh, yeah, to honor laborers. Yes. But we have the day off. Uh, yeah, right. It's a day off for all those hardworking folks. Like you and I, who just talk smack on the radio and get yelled at by everybody for it. Uh, hey, just quickly, it looks like the situation in Sardine Canyon, or Wellsville Canyon for those that really Don't, don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. Uh, southbound traffic is still problematic. Um, so if you need to go south out of Cache Valley through that Canyon on the south side. It's funny how many times would we, in our news stories, if we call it one thing, there's this host of people who say, no, technically you need to call it the other. So call it starting Wellsville Canyon. <laughs> there, solves it all. If you're going down 89, Highway 8991, <laughs> uh, you might want to take a different route or just wait. If you wait, you'll be back by midnight. We think. Can't guarantee you that. Hey, uh, Eric, we, we, we had some great conversations in the first hour. As you heard, John Morant is Rookie of the Year. It was Near unanimous. Yep. One short vote or one short. How do you one say vote shy. Damn it. Uh, yeah. One vote shy of being unanimous. Uh, we also uh, have uh, found out and the Brooklyn Nets have announced that Steve Nash would be uh, the new head coach of the Brooklyn Nets. We talked about how some coaches haven't worked out. Steve, did you say that Steve Kerr worked out? Yes. He hasn't. Why? Five, three, three, eight, and I. This is championships. A, this and is a no NBA no, finals appearance. This is a very monumental out? moment. Don't screw it up. Because five, three, three, eight. If you want to text into our show, by the way, you can text in at four, three, five, three, three, nine, zero, three, two, one, or call in at four, three, five, seven, five, two, one, zero, six, nine. Five, three, three, eight, and I have had been butting heads since. The birth of this show, since the birth of the station, since the birth that we had the text line open. But he actually agrees with me, and I actually agree with him. Eric, Steve Kerr has not worked out. No Splash Brothers, he says. No KD, no KD equals no wins. He has been exposed as a poor coach. Yes, absolutely, 120% agree. Steve Kerr is an overrated basketball coach, Eric. You know, you know who else is a bad coach? Who? Who's a terrible coach, never worked out. Who? This guy named Greg Popovich. I mean, total. No, he's total wash. Don't no. That's different. Don't compare Why? because. Why? Why is well, that any different? Dude, Cave, Kevin Durant, Stephen Curry, and Clay Thompson on the same team. Eric, think about it. Yeah, it was crazy good. No, Kerr didn't coach. Steve Kerr didn't coach. And by the way, he, when no, when Thompson and Curry and Kevin Durant went out versus Toronto and they lost. Wait, they lost to Toronto. How? Nick Nurse is a better coach than Steve Kerr. 
What was that team? What was the Golden State team under Mark Jackson? Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson. And where did they go? They went to the playoffs. And what happened after Kerr took over? They went to the NBA Finals and they won. They so my point Draymond with Greg Green, Popovich, my Draymond point with, Green, Anderson Verizal, like the list goes on of he of players that they got. Sean Livingston, who was coming from Brooklyn, had a re resurrection in Golden State. That's not not because of Steve Kerr. Let me finish my point with Greg Popovich. Okay, David Robinson was a good player. That was a playoff team. He got hurt. He didn't play a season. They looked terrible. They didn't win very many games. Did people say, oh, yeah, that Greg Popovich guy, he's washed up. He's not good. There were some people who probably weren't happy. Uh, he doesn't have his star player. He can't do it without David Robinson. Look what he has done since then with multiple different types of lineups. Steve Kerr's a great coach. No, 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 no. Greg Popovich is a great coach. Don't uh, Steve you're, Kerr you're knows comparing not... Greg Popovich to Steve Kerr? How? Why? Yeah. Steve Why? Kerr knows he doesn't have Steph Curry. He knows he doesn't have Klay Thompson this this last year. Okay. So he's running. And he doesn't have Kevin Durant, but keep going. Right. Kevin Durant left. We knew that before the injuries occurred to the other guys. Okay. Well, I mean, not Klay Thompson, but. Um, so he knew he didn't have his stars. And he knew he didn't have much of a, a lot of other players in place to have a lot of depth. What so the look, heck? he's going to run a lot of different things, <laughs> he's going to develop young talent. Okay. And uh, he's he's playing the uh, the the race to the draft game. He's he's playing the race to the draft. Yeah, he had some young talent on that team. You know that, right? Not a heck of a lot. The cockhead. They they have some talent on that squad. And and uh, look, if okay, who was the star player? John Moran. Who was le- the star player for Golden State this year? Draymond Green. He was injured half the season. He still played. You remember when Draymond Green okay, was... Besides Draymond Green, who else? Uh, Patrick McCaw. Now, they traded away D'Angelo Russell. Because he didn't fit. And that was another part of, uh, hey, we're going to try to position ourselves for next year. So you're this, telling me... This season, okay, so wait, you're, you're telling me that Steve Kerr with tanked? Steve Kerr and saying he's a terrible coach You're telling me exposed? that Steve Kerr tanked you're to ridiculous. get to the lottery? You're totally missing the point. No, I'm not because... You do not understand how the not, NBA works. And I'm still works. trying to figure out what you're talking about of you, of adding in Craig Popovich into the conversation. Greg Popovich is a great basketball coach. So Steve Kerr. No, Steve Kerr was just given a lot of great talent and then he looked good with it. Is it easy to win with great talent? Sure. Absolutely. Does everybody win championships with good talent? No. You still have to beat the other team. Uh, it's pretty easy when you have three future Hall of Famers on your team. LeBron James hasn't won every NBA championship he's been to. LeBron, oh my gosh. Okay, sure, fine. If you want to go this route, let's do Look, it. Look, if it's all about the, the LeBron players, James is playing LeBron four James. future Hall of Famers in Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili, and Tony Parker, and then had to turn around and play Dirk Nowitzki and a pretty good veteran Dallas Mavericks guard in 2011. Turned around, then played the Spurs team again. Beat them, Eric. He played Russell Westbrook, James Harden, and Kevin Durant all on one team and beat them. He then played Kawhi Leonard, added on with that great Spurs team, and lost in, what, five games? But he then beat a 73. Oh, by the way, hey, Steve Kerr's a great coach, but a 73-9 Warriors basketball team can't beat LeBron James when they're up 3-1 to in his series. That's a heck of a ball coach to me. 
So you think Steve Kerr is a terrible coach? I think he's an overrated coach. I didn't say he was terrible, but he's not as good as what you guys think he is. He's overrated. He is a Hall of Fame coach. Well, he's going to be because his team won him three titles, four titles. Where was that team before he showed up? Barely making the playoffs and vastly underperforming in the Again, playoffs. Again, you got to give credit he shows to the up GM on the and the management. Bam, adding, no, they're in the championship. Give credit to the team. And by the way, adding Kevin Durant didn't hurt, by the well, way. Well, they were doing it before Kevin Durant showed up on the scene. They were playing LeBron James in the finals. LeBron James in the finals. And by the way, LeBron James is that same guy who is playing with the likes of Matthew Delladova, Mo Williams, and Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving was out the first year, and so was Kevin Love. When he came back, they ended up turning around and winning a championship. Down three games to one, two seven seven six. Is that Warrior Squad the only time a team has blown a three one series lead? <laughs> They're the best team to blow a three one series lead in NBA history. They're the best team to that, do that. The timing of that uh, text hurts. <laughs> That's a good point too. That. Come on, 277. Have some sympathy, <laughs> empathy. Have some, you know, be sensitive to us jazz fans right now. We're hurt. That's a great point. Uh, <laughs> he then laughs at us. <laughs> uh, b- big thanks to everybody participating in our text. And again, 5338. I can't believe we actually agreed on something. Kerr's an overrated coach. Absolutely. And he's going to go into the Hall of Fame because his team got him there. There's a lot of players who are going to be gifted the Hall of... Like, I think, you know what? Where would the Jazz be if Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert and uh, and Boyan Bogdanovich were out for the year? What would they look like this next year? uh, And then everybody would say, Quinn Snyder's a garbage coach. What are you trying to point out? I'm lost here. Sorry. Uh, I mean, mean, it's incredible to me that a team loses three... Mega stars, and they struggle, and they're they know they're going to struggle, so they're going to play younger guys a yeah, lot you're more. You're talking about the best. Like, oh, no, well, hold on. You're coach. talking about the two best shooters in NBA history, in Clay Thompson and Steph Curry, and you're talking about Kevin Durant. Yeah, you don't have those guys on your team all of a sudden when you think you're going to have at least two of those three, and then another third option, Draymond Green's out for half the year, and everyone's like. Well, he's a crappy coach. He no, can't win. No, he exposes Kerr for what he is, a mediocre coach. What's, who does he have to coach? He doesn't have anybody to play. That's what developing players does. Like, if you're a coach, you, no, can, RJ, you can still that's coach. That's not allowed. No. <laughs> it is not allowed to develop players. You made that clear the other day when we debated about the Utah Jazz. Okay, no. Developing <laughs> players is not allowed. No, this is a different conversation. No, this this points oh. out to Kerr not being able to if 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 Kerr needs guys like Kevin and Durant and Steph Curry on his team to win game, like Quinn Snyder without Rudy Gobert would still be in the playoffs. Really? With Quinn Snyder with Rudy Gobert and without Donovan Mitchell would still first be in all, the playoffs. First would of all, we're still ha- be in the playoffs. We're trying to compare uh Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert to Clay Thompson and Steph Curry. Which isn't fair, at least not right now in their stages of their careers. I take Donovan Mitchell or Steph Curry. Yes, you wouldn't right now. Yeah, I would. Have, I'd, I'd be happy to have Steph Curry on my team right now. I think Donovan Mitchell. And, and, has but a wait, 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 wait! You ship out Donovan Mitchell and keep Steph Curry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this could get fun. 
One guy has taken his team to NBA championships. No, one guy with the help rings of, on his finger. One guy with the help. One guy might get there. And by the way, uh, Matt Adams texted in. How did Luke Walton do while coaching the Warriors? Again, Luke Walton sat on the bench, had a cup of Gatorade, and watched Kevin Durant in that. In that not Kevin Durant. Watch that team go to work. Again, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and that's when Steve Kerr was out. Do you remember Steve Kerr being out with an injury? With a back yeah, he had his back issue. problem. Yeah. And so Luke Walton jumped in, and they still won 24 straight games. He's, he walked into a machine that was well-oiled and already moving. Because of Mark Jackson. No. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Definitely not because, because of, Mark of Mark Jackson. Jackson. had nothing Abs- to do with it Mark It had Jackson. everything. Okay, so what do you what do you give credit to then? If do you, I mean, so then Luke Walton's a better coach than Steve Kerr? No, we've it, that's been proven that that's definitely not the case. Wait, 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 wait. How come, though? What did Luke Walton do in Los Angeles? What did, what did Luke, Luke Walton, Walton do, do when he was coaching the head? I love what Matt Adams said. What did Luke Walton do when he was the head coach of the Warriors? He he followed the system that Steve Kerr put in place. So he just did exactly what Steve Kerr does and sit on the bench, and they just—I mean—they watched Steph Curry call play, run it, execute it, and hit a three, and then win a ball game. I mean, that's what Steve Kerr was doing. Like nothing changed, and Steve Kerr admitted that when Luke Walton went. What was it, twenty four and zero, or whatever it was? How many straight wins they had? And then Steve Kerr came out and said, "Well, I mean, he's not doing anything different than I did." And then going back to the whole like Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert conversation, miss one of those players, he still goes to the playoffs. Miss both of those players, and by the way, they had Bojan out this year, and they still went to the playoffs. Took the Nuggets to seven games. But, uh, again, with one of those out, they still go to playoffs. With both of those out and Bojan in, gets a little dicey. <laughs> you good now? You, you did, uh, is, is, Are you no, dismissing we're, class? We're, we're clearly not going to uh, meet each other that is, on that this is one. That is mind-boggling that you would put Greg Popovich and Steve Kerr in the same conversation. Absolutely. When you look at the situation. Wait, 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 what do you mean when I look at the situation? Here's a good coach. He had a great player. When that great player went out and was hurt and was okay, the foundation no, wait, no, of the no, team, hold on. Time out, though. that team purposely did not do great for the whole year. They purposely did not really strive to achieve and to win a lot of yes, games. Yes, he did. Steve Kerr didn't go purposely lose games. He went to the the. The idea, like, look, we know we're not going to win games. We're not going to make the playoffs. So we're going to develop a lot of our younger talent. He still went out there and competed to win. Right, with younger talent. Draymond Green was still playing when he was not out. Who, again, only played like half of the year. Okay, so here's the thing. Greg Popovich, you know how he is with resting guys. And then the following year. Hold on. Greg Popovich rests. Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili. He would rest those guys consistently. I mean, consistently, he would sit them out. Or if they were playing, they played maybe 28 minutes, if that, of a ball game. AJ, we're speaking in circles. We keep no, making the same no, no, arguments. No, 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 Hold on. Hold on. He would play them barely half the games, and they'd still win. That was because Greg Popovich is a good coach, and they would still find ways to win. With bench guys, with younger guys, with quote-unquote undeveloped guys. Steven Jackson was extremely young, and he would continue to find ways to win with these guys while playing Manu, Tony, Tim Duncan, very limited minutes in a lot of games. Or he would just flat out sit them for the whole entire game. 
and he still won a lot of games doing that. If Steve Kerr's a great coach, he should be able to win a lot of games without the help of his two All-Stars. And What did Popovich do in the one year that he had his stars hurt? That's all I'm trying to point out here. The only point I'm trying to Hold make. Hold on, that was in what, 1991? He had a great coach. What, what year was that? A great track record. What was that? Who had what year one was year that? with his star Just talent that was out. Tell me what year that was, though, please. That was, what was it, mid-90s? Mid-90s? So not even Late Sean 90s. Elliott's... Okay, so wait, hold on. Sean Elliott's not on this basketball team then. Avery Johnson wasn't on this basketball team yet. Who was an incredible... Can you just concede the fact that when Greg Popovich had a year when his star talent was hurt and not available, they were a crappy team? No. They did not come close to sniffing the playoffs. Yet, he still had tremendous success. Steve Kerr had tremendous success when his top players were hurt and out for a season, he didn't come close to sniffing the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, okay. But here's the thing. Greg Popovich, no, actually, sorry, that team, I don't think Greg Popovich was coaching that year. Wasn't he in the office? Because that's the year they fired that coach and Greg Popovich came in the following year and was the head coach and he got Tim Duncan. I don't think Greg Popovich was coaching that season. Ah, now I need to look that up. It's a good question. I don't. He's verified. If that, and if that's the case, you just lost that whole entire argument there, good sir. <laughs> I might have. We'll find out. Because I'm pretty sure Greg Popovich uh, then fired the head coach. 1994. Yep. Also, he was head coach in 1994. Yes. Holy crap. There's a video then of him that I think I saw like three weeks ago, and he has really dark hair. Oh, man. I got to go back and look at that video now. If that's actually him, that's scary. All right. We're in circles. Sorry. Uh, so he... Because he was in the office, wasn't he? Well, his coaching... He's been with the San Antonio Spurs since 1994. But he, and he and started the, being the head coach in the 96-97 season. So that was one year before they got Tim Duncan. Because I think they got, what, Duncan in, what, 97-98 or 98? Might have been 98. I know I'm asking you to do some on-the-fly research here. Because, yeah, they got him in 98. And that's when the 98-99 season was a strike-shortened season. That's when San Antonio won the NBA championship. Uh, he was in the 97 draft. Spurs uh, had a lot of injuries in the 96-97 season. So I guess that would have been the first year of Greg Popovich. His first season, they were crappy. After that, a lot of success. A ton of success. All right. Welcome back to the Full Court Press, everybody. Eric France and LJ Salveson. We had to get that conversation out of our system. Thank you to 5338 for helping me confirm what I already knew. I appreciate <laughs> you, 5338. Hey, if you want to text in to be a part of our show, you know the drill. 435-339-0321. Call in is 435-752-1069. Hope your Thursday is as good as ours and as you get ready for a nice long weekend to celebrate, or I guess, honor Labor Day, officially phrased. Uh, some news and notes we want to get to again. Steve Nash is going to be named the head coach of the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, John Morant will be, uh, has been named Rookie of the Year in the NBA, near unanimous to do so. Uh, Dan Wilson came in third. Hey, just since we're talking about coaches, <clears throat> yeah, and this Steve Nash thing, um, just a few things here. Uh, the uh, high IQ guy, great performer on oh, the court, awesome, uh, very intelligent, um, great teammate for all accounts and uh, for all intents and purposes, from all the accounts that I've ever read about the guy, uh, has been involved with the Canadian national team, was involved with player development with the Golden State Warriors, um, 
He's been a part of some great, great programs. I think it'll be interesting to see how he is as a head coach of an NBA team. It's too early to say he'll be a good coach because I don't know. Um, should other coaches have gotten some chances to get that job? Perhaps. Should guys that are currently assistant coaches at other places had an opportunity to be a head coach? Perhaps. That's not for me to decide. I'm not the one pulling the strings for the Brooklyn Nets. Um, I, I don't like the idea that we see throughout professional sports where they go and find somebody who got fired somewhere else and give them another shot and keep giving them new jobs. Uh, it's, it's so common throughout professional sports. Rather than take a risk on somebody new, they'll go find somebody who's already been fired and let go from somewhere else because it didn't work out and say, maybe this time it'll be different. I get that there's a learning curve. I get that there are some real challenges in understanding the nuance of being a head football or a head coach, head basketball coach, or even in the NFL, head football coach. Uh, it takes time to figure it out. Sometimes your your first time isn't going to work. Look at Bill Belichick. Didn't work out so great when in Cleveland, but it worked out tremendously in New England. Ew. So sometimes your first time it doesn't really work out, and the second time you come into it a little bit more ready for the situation. Bill Belichick took the Browns to the playoffs. They just lost in some heartbreaking games. So, but the idea of all these other coaches that are out there with head coaching experience, um, I, I like to see other guys get opportunities. There's enough positions for that to happen. Now, there are, there's a very small number of black head coaches. I would love to see that change. But I also think that when it comes to getting a head coach, you go with the guy you think is going to give you the best chance to win. And that should be the only requirement. Yeah, and that's and yeah, remember is that the, the like the GM's butt's on the line here. If he hires the wrong guy, he's gone. He doesn't have a job anymore. So he's got to look out for himself. You got to read the room, you got to read your locker room. You got to know who's going to be able to connect with those guys, who's going to have the ability and the credentials to get you where you need to go. So, uh, can we just focus on is he going to be the guy to win games for Stats them? Stats and numbers instead of race. I'm with you on I, that. I'm I, 100% with you on this one. I want to say that, but I also think you know we should be giving more opportunities to other people. Sure, yeah. And I think we will. I, I, and there will continue to be... Uh, but I think we have to be careful. Just because the, the current social tone is suggesting one thing, that we have to make decisions based on the social tone alone... I think you may miss out on an opportunity to get the, somebody who's going to help your team the most. Again, I don't know about the qualifications of those other candidates. If they would have been better, but a lot of eyes will be on uh, on Nash to see how he does and if the, yeah. if the Brooklyn Nets made the right choice. I think he's a good players coach too, right? I mean, because Kyrie's a different cat mentally and with his personality. A completely different guy. And we've got him and Katie in the locker room. And you got a talented young Brooklyn squad. I think you can make a push with the right talent around Katie and Kyrie. Could be good. I think Steve Nash could be that fit. The crazy thing is, and maybe it was just based on the situation or how intense it was, or just being in the city. But, man, that Lakers year, or the, his Laker era, really didn't turn out so good for him. No. And I don't know if it was because Dwight Howard was there. Kobe Bryant was, you know, Kobe Bryant at the time. Um, coaching or what it was. But Steve Nash did not look 
or seem like Steve Nash. Yeah, it just seemed like they're trying to force a square peg into a round hole with the way they put that team together. Yeah. So and and Brooklyn is just as fierce as LA when it comes to the the critique, right? As you as a head coach because it's really New York. And if you're not winning, you're going to get blasted every single time you lose. Every single uh, bad possession you have, it's just going to be critiqued a hundredfold than it would be in Phoenix or in Dallas, for that matter. Uh, 6789 says, uh, Ajay, that curve take was a stinker. <laughs> well, thank you for editing your language. I, pa- I, I applaud you for that. Uh, 5338, would you like to reply to him? I'll take care of Eric if you take care of the rest of these cats. <laughs> Uh, no, thanks for texting or uh, joining our show. We're so grateful to have you guys doing so. However, and where are we doing so? Again, on Twitter, it's Addy Franson. Yep. I'm Adal Gisali. L- I, I love it when people disagree with us. Yes, and it, it's great. The, it makes our show better. Cause us to, you know, take a stand or uh, do some research and, and change my mind. Uh, I'm not one to say that I have an opinion that's the only opinion and it's no, ever, and forever I'm, going I'm to be you. that opinion. Yeah. yeah, I'm with you on that one. Uh, if you want to text in 435 if you want to call in, Four three five seven five two one zero six nine. As we were coming out of the first hour, there was some big nan- big nan- big ten news that came out. Not good. You want to talk about flipping the shoe, Eric, or changing your mind? What forced the Big Ten to make one opinion, but then come out and completely go contrary to that opinion, and now look like an absolute monstrous mistake? And what effect will it have? on the Big 12 and the Pac-12 who want to have a football season that could start by maybe Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, again, and then we'll go through our RPI Girls Soccer rankings. What great news for Region 11, Eric. They turn out to be a gem. Uh, and then don't forget, high school football tomorrow, pit, Preps Pick'em Contest is coming up. Join in. Be part of it. Huge matchup tomorrow. The 100, uh, 100th anniversary or 100th time this game has been played. Golden Spike, is that yeah, what it's called? Yeah, Box Elder versus Bear River. Big matchup between those two schools. Um, so, anyways, we'll we'll give some predictions and maybe a little bit more of a breakdown tomorrow. But um, yeah, I'm excited for this uh, the matchups this weekend. Uh, and you're right. Go to cvpickem.com and fill out your bracket, fill out your picks for this week. You have until six o'clock tomorrow. If you get the most picks correct, if you get the highest score, you will win one hundred dollars to the Cater Shop. New shirts, new ties, socks, even have dress shoes. A lot of different options there. Maybe even a tuxedo if you want to rent for that special occasion. They can I, help you out with that as well. I come to your house. <laughs> Dressed up as a tux. All right, I like it. Well, so uh, it's the Preps Pick'em Contest presented by the Logo Shop, your booster club headquarters for high school, competitive, and club teams. They've been a great sponsor to make this all happen. And if you get the most points correct, uh, most picks correct for this Friday, you could win $100 to the Cater Shop. 1069 The Fan. Interviews, analysis, and a little bit of fun mixed in. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 1069 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. The Full Court Press, Eric Franson, Ajay Salveson, 1069 The Fan. If you want to text in 435-339-0321. Or call in at 435-752-1069. Eric, uh, concluding hour one, we were talking about some Big Ten news. For Penn State, will you kind of explain to our listeners exactly what was going on? Uh, that Penn State, uh, Dr. Sebastianelli, 
had made a point of view or at least a, a thought on the health of COVID-19. Well, a report did, had come out saying that uh, there had been a study uh, in uh, Penn State student-athletes um, who had contracted coronavirus. 30 to 35% of them had this heart condition, which is linked to COVID-19, this myocarditis. And that was getting a lot of attention earlier today. Like, oh my gosh, this is really going to put cold water on this idea of the Big Ten maybe able to resume uh, football activities and sports activities for this fall. This is going to kill it. Well, now, this afternoon, this uh, Dr. Sebastianelli says, uh, it clarifies his statement and says the research was not conducted by him or Penn State and says some have inferred his comments may have related directly to Penn State student-athletes. At this time, there have been no cases of myocarditis in COVID-19 positive student-athletes at Penn State. How does this happen? Because, and I'll say it again. Somebody gets a, a, a report, a study, about myocarditis and its connection to COVID-19, and someone with an agenda attaches it to Penn State and puts this guy's name to it. Then he says, actually, no. It's not the case. How much money do you want to put on the fact that we think that, and gambling is definitely not done on our end, but how much do you want to put on the fact that he probably was told from someone of the upper board, hey, look, President Trump's trying to get us to have a football season, and you're trying to shoot it down. Stop. Retrace your steps and correct them. I mean, that's the well, only way I can explain such a bizarre situation, man. How earlier in the day, it's like, here's this study. It's not safe. You know, look at all these, the the, the potential problems, the long-term effects for athletes. And then later, it's like, you know, actually, no, it's the, yeah, I want to clarify. That it's no uh, Penn State players actually have that condition. I'm, I, I'm baffled. That is horrible. In so many ways, that is bad. So you coupled that news with what the big, or excuse me, the Pac-12 announced today that uh, there's been there's a new partnership with a company that can do rapid testing, results within 15 minutes, and which could make it available for daily testing um, of these uh, athletes. Now the Pac-12, it appears, according to some comments made by Larry Scott, they're still looking at nothing happening until January one. But they are trying to lobby NCAA to postpone the basketball season to match up with what they're trying to do, which seems a little bit backwards, to be honest. You've got some stuff that would allow you to do rapid testing, regular testing, which to some degree would make me think the pathway is open now to start doing something in the fall but yet you're doubling down on still wanting to wait until January. Okay, so let's play the crystal ball game with you really quickly. What happens first? Big Ten announcing they're going to have a football season or the Pac-12 because of this rapid testing partnership that they now have moving their season from January of 2021 to, say, November or December of this year? Uh, 
Because on September 16th or around there, we should kind of start to hear when and if basketball season will start. Right. We should be hearing about the basketball season within the next few weeks. Yeah. They have to. They have to make a decision. Yep. Um, I think that I think that the Pac-12 and the Big Ten are pretty good lockstep with each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, Larry Scott made that clear today in his press conference. They, uh, I, I think, with this news, perhaps they're going to get on the phone with their with their uh, Big Ten counterparts and say, "Hey, uh, is there a way we could still work something out so that our seasons coincide with each other, so we can have bowl games that coincide with each other and have the Rose Bowl?" I think that it's maybe likely that a season starts January. One or January two for the Big Ten and Pac twelve, but they start practicing in October or late October and through November. Uh, maybe they have their eight weeks of a ramp up, but it really gets going in November. But officially, games don't begin until the first part of January. Nine three one five text in the Big Ten and Pac twelve just need to play call- fall college football, just like everyone else that is already playing. That all goes away and it manages the damage better. That's true. It's you're right. If you play in the fall at all, it's all taken care of, right? But it's now getting back to playing in the fall. I remember they. I don't think they're practicing right now, are they? So, I mean, not you, everyone. I mean, Ohio State to get practiced back into in it. pads yesterday. It's just it's easier said than done to be able to get back into that. Yeah, and then have your schedule. In fact, I know the Big Ten schedule is set, but you got to now reorganize dates uh, because you aren't going to play next week. Well, and if there's this rapid testing available, and if it's not that expensive, and you can roll it out uh, to other conferences, to the Mountain West, do they follow? Just like the lower divisions, like the Big Sky, do they follow? Uh, what's today? September what? Third. Today, September third. We have college football tonight. Central Arkansas is at UAB. Southern Alabama at Southern Mississippi. Marshall at East Carolina was oh I was supposed to be last week that won't be uh let's see Rice and Houston Jacksonville State and Florida International have all been postponed of course um Eric we were supposed to have football today was it today for Utah State September yeah. 3rd playing Washington State at home here in Logan how do you think the game would have gone Jason Shelley's a quarterback DHC's at back Saban Scarver's that receiver, as is Jordan Nathan's in the slot. How do we do? Do we beat Washington State? Nick Rolovich over there on the other side? Uh, I'd love to be an optimist, but I'd probably say no. Yeah, it would have been tough. I don't know. Dude, Gary Anderson finds a way to get those guys up for big games. True. True. I'm not saying that's just so hard to predict because we haven't seen a fall training camp. Yeah. We haven't seen what these guys look like. There was controversy in the locker room before all this was going on. So, I don't know. Don't know. Uh, Hard the, to predict. The other thing to it is uh, BYU and Utah were supposed to play tonight, too. The Holy yeah, War. it's true. And I just would have loved to see that battle because BYU was loaded this year. They were extremely talented. Yeah, but their big team. tight end uh, is Matt out for Bushman's the year. out for the year, huh? Yeah, and I think their uh, safety also is hurt as well, and he's like four to six weeks, so that would have hurt them. But still, I, I, Zach Wilson is a quarterback. It's a good quarterback. I know BYU thinks he's a Heisman Trophy winner. That's not entirely true. Uh, but 
again, I, I would have loved to see them battle. I just those games, you never know how they're going to end up. They're always always expect the unexpected, and uh, when those two teams meet, uh, with the announcement of where the Pac-12, the Big Ten sit. The, Go ahead. With that, the the biggest thing is the Pac-12 has this new testing capability, which is supposed to be able to be available to local schools at the end of September. Mm. Uh, the the concern isn't so much about the testing as much as it is local health districts and states where a lot of these Pac-12 teams are still do not give them the green light to do practices. So even if you have the testing and you could do regular testing, it could be rapid testing and you would know what they're doing and you're confining your players and you have your own bubble. California, Oregon, and Washington still will not allow those teams to practice. That's a good point. So what's the point? That's a great point. Until that hey, gets lifted, the Pac-12 can't really consider anything too specific. What am I missing on this two Rose Bowl thing? Like the two Rose Bowl games? Have Have you read on like how they were going to make that happen, or like what would that encounter? What would the first Rose Bowl be? What would the second Rose Bowl be? I is it just the one would be a college football playoff, and the next one would be uh, between the Pac-12 and the Big, Big 10. Ten? Okay, that makes sense. As far as I understand, do you think with the Pac-12 and Big Ten, with the news coming out the way it is right now? that the Mount West Conference looks at it and says, hey, I think we have some major hope that we could play at least a spring season. I know there are some coaches who are out there like, hey, no spring ball at all. Like, we can't have 25 games in this short amount of time. But uh, maybe you have, like, maybe you start on Thanksgiving weekend like some of these other conferences are and give it a shot. Or is that too much to ask? I think if the Mountain West wants to have a, a football season in the 2020 21 Athletic academic year. <laughs> they would need to start it around the, f- the first part of December, late December, early January at the latest. I don't think that t- too many coaches are going to be on board with playing football yeah. Yeah. starting in late February or even March and extending into May. Because not only does it mess up uh, what's happening this year and who's really going to play and who's going to opt out to just prepare for the draft, but it's really going to severely mess you up for the following calendar year too. <laughs> so I think if it doesn't, if it's not going to happen in that window, like sometime in December or early January as a start, I don't think it's going to happen. Fair enough. Uh, let's take a break. Coming back, let's get to some NFL news and notes. Leonard Fortunets now has a, uh, Fournette has a new home, and it's a big one with a very healthy offense, loaded offense as well. Uh, the Patriots have announced a new quarterback. It's probably obvious who it's going to be. Some other trades and such going on. So we'll we'll get to all the NFL news and notes. And then, of and course, pick six. pick six will be concluding here on the Full Court Press. 106 on the fan. It's the Full Court Press. Weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio. 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric France and Audrey South from Full Court Press 106 on the fan. Thanks for joining us, however, wherever you've been doing so. And thanks for participating in the show. Always love to hear you guys on. Whether you agree or disagree with their opinions, always love to hear them. Uh, Eric9315 brought up a great point about the uh, regional part. Yeah, this is something we've we've kind of lobbied for before about abandoning the traditional conference infrastructure and make it more regional. 
because some regions may have hot spots. Some areas may not allow things to happen at the same time as others. Uh, and uh, 9315 suggests something similar. Could you make it uh, work hybrid conference for one year out of the Mountain West in the Pac-12 to play in the fall? The leftover teams don't have you know, county and state restrictions. Uh, possible. You know, maybe have the California schools uh, and the Oregon and Washington schools all play together when they have the availability to play together. So you'd include Fresno State, San Jose, San Diego State into the Pac-12, uh, Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, Colorado, include them in the Mountain West. I'd love it. Now, don't rule that out for basketball. If there's a bubble and there's looks like there's being bubbles created in different parts of the country, don't rule something like this out of direction for college basketball. <laughs> the way things are going right now, just hold on to that thought. Just saying. Leave it at that. Um, yeah, I, but it's a nice thought. The regional thing is a yeah. nice thought. Yeah. But I don't think it would it would happen. Now, what, now, because there's too many too much politics, okay, too much money. That's what I ask you about. That makes sense. I mean, let's let's not consider logic and reason. Let's just focus on money and all that stuff. Uh, uh, hey, yeah. sorry, I keep interrupting you. You're good. An update on Sardine Canyon, and oh. I will continue to call it Sardine Canyon. Don't, don't. Highway eighty nine ninety one. It's still closed because of that truck fire. It's big uh, flatbed truck with a bunch of hay on it. That stuff does not get extinguished easily. Uh, traffic is being detoured. Onto SR23, that's you know, Valley View Highway. Uh, estimated clear time, 8.15 p.m. Now, what I don't know is if that's affecting any teams, uh, any football games. If teams uh, had enough notice to take different routes if they needed to, to get to their destinations for those coming here and those heading south. That uh, yeah, that's a good point. I hope AJ's paying attention to that. He's got to go down to Bonneville. Wait, today? No, I guess that's right. That's tomorrow. My bad. I'm off. Is he calling the JV game today? Why not? <laughs> Forget that. Why not? Huh, Eric? Just not a- yeah, not varsity football. <laughs> there are soccer games tonight. Uh, let's quickly get to some news and notes uh, in the NFL just briefly before we uh, take a break and then go to our pick six. Eric, uh, Leonard Fournette is headed to Tampa Bay to stand behind Tom Brady and this loaded Tampa Bay offense. Now, we saw things like LeGarrette Blount, or Blunt, excuse me, going to, and here's the thing is that Bill Belichick was a guy who would take a, like a sick puppy and rescue him. Okay. <laughs> yes. Corey Dillon, Randy Moss. Rodney Harrison, so on and so forth. And it worked. It worked tremendously. Leonard Fournette, and, and, and LeGarrette Blount, by the way, is a part of that crew too. Leonard Fournette, does this work in Tampa Bay? Uh, Powerful probably. back. He's not probably. Gonna, but he, he's not going to get the touches that he's used to getting in Jacksonville. Not with Tom Brady quarterback and, and Mike Evans, O.J. Howard, and Rob Gronkowski all in the receiving corps. You just aren't going to get the touches you saw in Jacksonville. So I hope he's okay with that. Yeah, but Jacksonville's a mess. More players are leaving that franchise. 
<laughs> uh, speaking of which, Jack, they dealt Harrison to the Browns. Uh, Harrison, remember, was like one of those valuable draft picks. Thought it was going to come with something and then just flamed out immediately. He's had a, a spat contest with the management, with the coaching staff. So, surprise, surprise. Speaking of no surprises at all, uh, New England Patriots have tabbed Cam Newton as the starting quarterback and also a captain. I think that's really telling. Not only has he got the starting position, which, yeah, probably makes sense, but they're calling him a captain. Yeah, but here's the thing. I think it speaks volumes to what he's been doing since he showed up with that Well, and here's the thing, though. He doesn't have a lot of competition. Like, Brian Hoyer has been this backup veteran everywhere he's gone. He's just, he hasn't, and when he was a starter, he wasn't a really good starter. And, And Jared Stidham is coming along nicely. But obviously, when you have a guy who's a former NFL MVP, understands reads, offenses, defenses, uh, you know, routes and everything and, and such, and who is as mobile as Cam Newton, it's really hard to beat out that guy. That's just an unfair battle. But like you said, the captain part comes out and it, wow. I mean, there's a, I mean, now they lost what? Uh, Hightower, Patrick Chung's not playing. They have a bunch of guys who are missing from the squad who've opted out due to COVID-19. So... Same time, it's you don't have a lot of options, if I may be fair to say. Uh, let's take a break. Coming back, let's get to our pick six, the segment you all love to hear. Eric France and Andre Salves in the fan. It doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. You did have like, I mean, you had five starting Royce O'Neal's and two bench guys being Royce O'Neal and Royce O'Neal. Just so you know. That's a team that could uh, have some fun. Hey, uh, by the way. Guard multiple positions. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, uh, John Rothstein uh, tweeted out to earlier today, Fresno State's Justin Hudson uh, has promoted assistant Tarvis Felton to associate head coach at Fresno State. As you remember, Tarvis Felton was a part of Tim Gurrier's staff. Uh, genuine guy. Really good human being. Just a class act. And I couldn't be happy for Coach Felton to uh, to get that promotion. That's really cool to see. So happy for him. I think uh, him and Durier now, both are associate head coaches at the respective universities. Durier right now at Boise State and uh, Felton here at Fresno State. Hey, since we're talking about uh, former coaches, did you see the, the post from Reagan Peebley? Former USU women's oh, basketball coach. I saw your tweet and I read it. Really, really good. Oh. She had a brain tumor. Yeah, no idea. Got it removed. She posted a picture of her right? big scar on her on her head. But it was not. Was it non-cancerous? Is that right? Uh, uh, yeah, not not cancerous, but tumors can grow. And yeah, you, they're scary. You don't mess around with that. But um, really, really good post. Talks a lot about uh, understanding pain, and because of that, you were able to be. Uh, more patient with others who may also be going through issues and have more grace, basically calling for uh, more more patience and and uh, and that it, it helps ground her a little bit. So anyway, really really good uh, post, very well written. At uh, Reagan Peebly TCU is where you can find her on Twitter. Love it. Uh, Eric, it's that time for our pick six. You all know the drill. We each get three lines over, unders, yes or no's, in-betweens, uh, and we each get to pick uh, those lines. After the end on Tuesday, because we have no show Monday uh, because of Labor Day, we will uh, have those results, and whoever wins gets a nice little treat. I got a delicious cookie from you from a, a good restaurant. That was really good stuff. Uh 
Eric, I won. I went a perfect six and zero. Oh, you were perfect, and yeah. you and you undergifted me majorly, but that's okay. We'll <laughs> You've been raving about how good it was. You'll try harder next time. Oh. That's what I expect from you. Uh, so, Eric, here we go. Let's uh, let's dance again. And uh, who is going to be? Well, sorry, what is your number one pick six uh, line? Okay, so we're doing pick six now. You want my line first? Okay, I'm going to go with the Golden Spike rivalry. Box Elder, Bear River. Okay. I'm going to pick Bear, or excuse me, Box Elder by seven and a half. You wow. go over or under? Is Josh Payne back this week? I don't know. I know they were hoping he'd be back by this week. I'm going to go over. You got Box Elder and the over? Yes, because. Easton Lish is a huge loss for them, as we've found out. Uh, I'm going to take... I think I'm also going to go box elder with the over. Okay. Okay, oh, you want me to go now? Uh, I need paper. Hold on. Are you doing this or am I doing it? <laughs> Before the show, I asked Shut you up. to Leave take notes. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, I can do another one while you prepare yourself. <laughs> time. Okay. Friday, September 4th, Lakers, Houston, round two. LeBron James, 26 and a half points over under. Ah, uh, oof. Um, I'm going to take the, I'll take the over. I don't think Houston can slow him down. I'll take the 26 and a half is a lot. I'll take the under. Uh, okay, go Kay. ahead. Uh, Jamal Murray. In game two, game one is tonight. So I'm going to say in game two, between the Nuggets and the Clippers, Jamal Murray, 24 and a half points. Over, over or under? Over. I'm going to take the under. Jamal Murray, 24 and a half points in game two. Okay. Uh, let's go to football. BYU Navy on Monday night. Eric, I'm going to say BYU six and a half. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take BYU with the over. Okay, I'm gonna take BYU over as well. We got to hustle here. Uh, last one for me then. Um, I'm gonna go back to high school football. Um, uh, there's a really good matchup going on between the Mountain Crest Mustangs and Bonneville. Do the Mustangs have enough momentum from what they did last week? Uh, this is a straight pick: Mountain Crest or Bonneville? Uh, Mountain Crest. I'm gonna take Bonneville. A lot of faith. Uh, game two tomorrow. So game three tomorrow, Milwaukee, Miami. Straight pick. Who do you got? Milwaukee. I've got Miami. All right. That's going to do it for our show today. We will uh, talk to you tomorrow, and we'll have a Friday 5 best of. Thanks for all tuning in. Enjoy the rest of your night.